welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. This is your podcast covering tactics for creating winning leadership and sustainable winning organizations. Discover more information detailed in their books, Gapology, Imbar, and their newest release, Speed of Purpose. We can be reached at gapology.org and our books can be found at amazon.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. We know that's become increasingly difficult to pull teams together for training sessions, so we put together an online virtual training course for Gapology on udemy.com. It includes the full information we provide in our live workshops, plus even more content. But we designed it to be consumed in bite-sized chunks to make it easier for your learners to go through the course. Head on over to udemy.com and search for Gapology to learn more. But now let's get this podcast rolling and give Martinez a call. Hey, Brian. Hey, Mark. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm a little, little winded. I ran up the stairs to because I was so excited to do this call today. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. <laughs> I'm feeling great because I haven't had a mask on for a few days. Oh, nice. Freedom. Yes. Unfiltered oxygen. <laughs> Nice. So uh, what would you like to cover today? Well, so The Habit Ladder uh, was one of the most popular podcasts we ever did. And I think we need to to redo it and put it in the context of leadership in a Zoom world and how to bring the habit ladder to life uh, remotely. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's great. I think uh, really all the steps on the ladder can be applied whether you're in person or working remotely, I think that's great. Yeah, I think that it takes some different tactics, though. Right. So, yeah, let's let's jump right in. Let me okay. give some introduction here. So, the habit ladder comes directly out of Gapology. It's a simple five-step process that we developed to bring behavior to habit level. So most organizations require a series of behaviors to become repeated or habit. And uh, this has worked in everywhere we've ever used it. It's worked in manufacturing, retail, restaurants, uh, ministry, uh, you name it, it works. So uh, it's worked in Fortune 25 companies and it's worked with missionaries in Africa. So the question is, how do, you, how do you do this now with a remote workforce? So if you're leading remotely, how do you leverage the, the habit ladder? So I think that's what we'll go after. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I think that's great. I, I think of all the uh, tools in Gapology, this is usually the one that really stands out. Um, I think I've gotten more comments on this than just about anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, A Fortune 25 company that we worked with rolled it worldwide. And it worked both in their factories and with their sales team. And uh, it it was a huge deal. So it it just works. It just works. All right. So take notes if you can, uh, those of you that are out there. So the first step, and again, it's a simple five-step process. The first step of bringing something to habit is to communicate it. So think of it as maybe a new process. So you're going to communicate it. So we were contemplating how do you do that then in a remote workforce, in a Zoom world, 
you know, and uh, so the first thing we come came up with was to use a multimedia approach. So if you're going to do a Zoom call, don't limit yourself to that. Do a webinar, send it out on email, create a booklet. So whatever it is that you're communicating, this process that needs to be brought to habit level, use a multimedia approach. The second tactic would be to follow up on unequally. So not everyone is going to be able to get there at the same time or in the same way. Newer people or underperformers may need significantly more communication. It's not one size fits all. So make sure that you follow up unequally. A mistake that leaders are making today more often than ever is they're following up equally or they're not following up. Yeah, we covered it on the Zoom call, weren't you there? That's not good enough. That doesn't create habit level behavior. The last one, which is simple, is to repeat the communication. Don't assume that one time is enough. Repeat it over and over and over again. So communicate this behavior that you're seeking to achieve habit level with over and over again. So that's a simple three-step process to go after communication and bring it to life and, uh, you know, with a remote workforce. What, what do you think, Brian? Uh, yeah, I, I love it. And as you were talking, especially about the multiple media approach, it made me think about, um, you know, I, I, my background is in training and development, right? So in training, we always talk about developing a blended learning approach, you know, blending delivery styles really allows for a broader comprehension across preferred communication styles, but it also delivers better and longer lasting learning. People really need a blended approach to, to better understand and remember what's being said. Um, you know, so build a variety of approaches into what you're delivering. I think that's really key. I love that term versus multimedia. Multimedia may not be understood. So I love blended. Yeah, love Thank it. Thank you for that. Sure. All right, so the first step is we're going to communicate this new process, whatever it is, that has to be brought to habit level. The second step is to verify understanding. And th this one is, is a tough one, and it's often missed. So the things you need to do, again, with a remote workforce, would be potentially to test understanding, to have a test of the material. See who knows it, see who doesn't know it. One of the companies that we work with uh, uses certification here. They certify the team in the process. Some people don't get certified until they can pass the test. It's a high bar, but if something's important enough, certify. It creates some competition too. But you get certified yet? Oh, yeah, I already got certified. Oh, man, I got to do that. So don't walk away from testing. The second tactic is random recaps. So let's assume we're on a Zoom call. We're talking about an important new rollout. Get a random recap from the group. Call on somebody. Hey, Brian, uh, walk us through your notes so far. How First 15 minutes of the call, what would you get out of it? What are your key takeaways? This gives you a temperature of the room. It gives you an understanding of what the notes look like. It allows you to understand whether you as a leader are getting the message across. So random recaps are a great tactic for Zoom calls or any type of conference call. The last addition, we think, is to actually seek confirmation. 
So call on specific people and confirm an understanding. So Brian, walk us through the process here that we're talking about and, and literally seek confirmation of understanding. And we believe that those steps combined will increase the likelihood that you achieve understanding. So you've communicated it. Now you have to ensure that the communication was understood. Yeah, I love that, Mark. Um, and, you know, I'm going to reflect on what we were talking about last week. We mentioned this, that it really doesn't matter what you say. It matters what's really understood, agreed to, and acted upon. Uh, you know, so le- leveraging a powerful communication step, I think, really sets up a solid understanding step, don't you think? Yeah, so one of the biggest mistakes leaders make is that they assume that what they said was understood. That is a big mistake. Right. Yeah, I think so, intellectually understanding something is, is one thing, too. But do they really understand what physically they have to do? What are the behavioral pieces? Um, do they understand all that? I think is, is really another element. Yeah, and, and we're talking about habit-level execution, where the behavior is the correct one, and it's repeated over and over again. So it's a very high bar. Yeah. It, we're talking about excellence here. Right. So in order to achieve excellence, you have to ensure understanding. All right, the third step is agreement. This one is missed by most leaders. Ask for the agreement. Ask for the commitment to execute this habit level behavior. Ask for it. This is a tough one, even when you're not in a remote environment. When you're in a remote environment, it becomes extremely difficult because, again, how do you verify? So the first thing that we believe works is to ask for it directly from each person. Brian, do I have your agreement to execute this behavior? And you go, you go right to the person, ideally in front of the peer group. It can be in private. And you ask directly for their, for their commitment, for their agreement to do this behavior. That's powerful. The second one, which is incredibly powerful in a remote environment, is to have them send you a confirmation. Hey, Brian, send me an email that you are going to go ahead and execute this behavior. I'm going to put that in your file so I've got it for follow-up later, and I really appreciate your commitment to this this new process. That's incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful, and again, missed. But after you've asked them directly and then have them send a confirmation, you're well on your way to having them certainly understanding that this is important and likely agreeing and committing to doing it. The third thing here that's big is to go around the Zoom video wall and ask the group to explain individually, to explain why this new process matters and have them walk the team through why it matters. That commitment level that it takes to do that in front of the peer group, in front of their leader, causes agreement and commitment that may not have been there before. It can be incredibly powerful. So ask directly, send confirmation, and then have them explain to the group why it matters. 
What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I think so. So one of the things that you said at the beginning is, you know, it's this is really the step that's glossed over, forgotten, just not done, right? Um, right. I think one of the keys to making the agreement phase work is setting up our meetings as a safe space and not violating the trust that comes with a safe space, right? So asking for honest feedback, converse, conversation around whatever you're delivering, um, I think that's important to do so that you can weed out any of those questions, any of those concerns people might have before you get to this this agreement phase so that when you do go around the room, you've already answered all those concerns people might have so that when you do walk out of that room or, you know, close out your Zoom call, that you know people have had all of their questions answered and that they do agree to what we're talking about. Well, that's a great point. I mean, there may be a better idea in the room. Yeah. And we need to have heard that and listened to it and potentially it becomes part of the process. Ideally, we find that out early on, you know, but that's a big deal. So yeah. if, if there's going to be... Uh, disagreement, if there's going to be dissension, let's find out early on and let's overcome it uh, and or modify if needed. It's a great point. Right. It's a great point. So we've covered communication, understanding, and agreement. The next step is critical and again, incredibly difficult in a Zoom world, and that's practice and feedback. So what we've recommended with the habit ladder and gapology is that you allow the individual to practice the behavior and give them feedback. Practice and give them feedback over and over again until they have it. That may be incredibly difficult in a remote environment. So the first thing that we believe you should do is to go to those who are achieving the behavior as evidenced by the results, potentially a metric that measures the behavior, and have them share their experience with the group. Have them talk about it. Have them talk about how they got there, what they did to get there. So if the top performer in a given metric is sharing their best methods, that is often a method of practice and feedback that can be put into play for the whole group. Secondly, then, and very much aligned with that, is to assign mentors. So assign a top-performing mentor in a given metric and behavior to one who's not. That helps grow both individuals. That, that can be significant development for the person who's achieving the metric because now they've proven that they can develop others. It shows that they have the ability to go to the next level. It's a, it's a big deal. So there's, there's a lot of benefit in assigning mentors. Um, you then want to monitor result movement. So practice and feedback would be measured by a metric that moves. So for every behavior that you're requiring, ideally assign a metric that equals the behavior. Find a metric level that equals that behavior so that you know when it's in place, even from a distance. You then look for movement in a metric, and you know, aha, behaviors have changed. Evidence of practice and feedback. And you give that feedback, and you congratulate that individual on moving that metric. So those really work. And then whatever you do here, realize that practice and feedback is ongoing, 
and that you must repeat this process over and over and over again. The person that gets there last may be the top performer. Don't assume that the person that gets there first is the top performer. It doesn't work that way. So repeating a behavior will create habit level execution and equaling the metric. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I think it's so important that we don't let learners just practice on their own. That's always the temptation, you know, with budgets being tight and that kind of thing for for companies. Leaders tend to let the the people just go and practice, go practice it, you know. So it is really critical that they have some sort of mentor that's following up with them frequently. And just as important as following up immediately when they they have a misstep. So that coaching in the moment, that feedback in the moment is so powerful um, and it's really beneficial for the learner because we really don't want them practicing the wrong behaviors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I love it. So the habit ladder works. You need to use it whether you're remote or not. It works. It will deliver the metrics that you desire. You need to align the behavior that equals the metric to get there. But the habit ladder works. The tactics we've added today will enhance it even more. We have witnessed uh, over our Gapology time organizations that have built the entire organization around the habit ladder. Everything, it's ran through that lens. So it works. It will work for you. It works every time. So just give it its due and uh, let us know how it's, how it's going. So any final words, Brian? With Zoom being such a, an important tool and, you know, really any one of these uh, type of programs, are, they're, it's such an important tool for us to um, leverage in our workplace nowadays. You know, these kind of tips, I think, will really help. So Yeah, thank you. Thanks, everybody. All right. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. All right. That'll do it from here. Head on over to Gapology.org to learn more about all of our products and services. Everyone have a fantastic week. Talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at gapology.org.